What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? You wore the glasses again. I did. God damn right. Wear them every day, Andrea. I'm telling you what. Well, yeah, but you oh, did you not host the show? Or were you not driving the show the, on Tuesday, Andrea no, Renee Tuesday? Yeah. She got these new glasses. And let me tell you, Janine. Janine from the Ghostbusters. There they are. Amazing. They're like, um, they're Even part clear and they're part pink. I really do like them. But they don't match everything, but. <laughs> Screw it. Just do it. You know Just what I mean? Just do it anyway. Figure it out, yeah. How many glasses do you got? How many glasses do you got in the rotation? Three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One pair doesn't usually see the light of day. I really love them, though. They're, um, they're a Tiffany's pair, so they yeah. have like that light, the Tiffany's blue on the inside. Mm, I've seen those. Yeah. But the shape of them is makes me look a little bit. Older than I'd prefer. Okay, okay. A little bit more distinguished. Sure, okay, sure. Um, to wear them for business meetings and such. Oh, right, okay. But uh, on camera, they don't look as good. Gotcha. I need yeah. new glasses. I ordered. I did that Warby Parker thing, try mm-hmm. on home. We did it as a show months ago. Yesterday, I got the email of like, hey, you never sent any of them back, so we're what? charging you all the money unless you oh, send them no. back. I'm like, God damn it, all right. Yeah, do this, I motivated. tried Warby Parker too um, because I've heard nothing but great things from people yeah. and I just could not find a frame that I, I like. I find a f- frame I like. I just have to do the whole like, yes, click, this is the one I want and do it. But well, who has the time? There's too right. much game news happening. Like GameStop stock going up, Aloy being back in Monster Hunter, and your Xbox One spying on you. We're going to talk about all that today because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're on. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you there's a whole bunch of stuff so let's go fast number one there's a new party mode up today it's borderlands three proving grounds it's me and nitro rifle out there shooting it up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can go see the new end game content for borderlands three with your own two eyes sunday at noon baird and i are celebrating the uh 10th anniversary of batman arkham asylum with a stream twitch.tv slash kind of funny games barrett thinks he can play through the entire game in five hours so we're Impressive. playing Batman Arkham Asylum, noon Pacific time. We'll see how that goes. PAX is next week. I'm hosting the Guild, War, Guild Wars 2 event on Friday morning. It's not at PAX. It's off-site. It's also being streamed. You can catch it on our Twitch channel. Uh, then Friday at 4.30 p.m. is the Kind of Funny Game Showcase at PAX. Then Saturday at 9 p.m. is the Inner Sight Championship at PAX. Uh, you can get all of my information over at kindoffunny.com slash events. Andrea, what are you up to? Greg, I am hosting the Life is Strange panel at 12 p.m. on Friday. Then What's Good Games is throwing a party. Uh, we teamed up for the third year in a row with uh, Square Enix and the Life is Strange uh, community and development studios to throw the Relax at PAX. It is open to the public. Relax you do not need a PAX badge to go. And it is all ages until 9 p.m. It's from 7 to 10 p.m. at um, Art Marble 21. You can get all of the details and RSVP at facebook.com slash what's good games. Then on Saturday at 1.30, I'm hosting the Outer Worlds panel. Ooh. And then I'm hopefully going to win the interwebsite tournament. So you, now you know what you're up against. You yeah. know what I mean? You know how to just to play a bunch of random weird games and you should probably be okay. So, yeah, I there's literally nothing I can do to prepare. That's <laughs> basically what you're saying. It's like the Nintendo World Championship. You know, I, you, I like to think of you as a knife and you're always sharp. You know oh, what I mean? You're you. ready for anything. You can cut through anything. Andrew, don't worry about it. And then finally, on Sunday at 7 p.m., is the What's Good Games live panel at the Hydra Theater. So you can watch that on Twitch, by the way. Nice. 
Uh, today, our Patreon producers are Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Uh, we're brought to you by We Have Cool Friends in Party Mode, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Number one. I'm sorry. Three items on the report. Oh, Bakers. Good. That was good. I liked it. Uh, number one. Your Xbox One was spying on you all along. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. This is Joseph Cox over at Motherboard Advice. Uh, contractors working on Microsoft has listened to audio of Xbox users speaking in their homes in order to improve the console's voice command features. Motherboard has learned. The audio was supposed to be captured following a voice command like Xbox or Hey Cortana, but contractors said that recordings were sometimes triggered and recorded by mistake. Mm-hmm. The news is the latest in a string of revelations that show contractors working on behalf of Microsoft to listen to audio audio captured by several of its products. Motherboard previously reported that human contractors uh, were listening to some Skype calls as well as audio recorded by Cortana, Microsoft's Siri-like virtual assistant. The former contractor said they worked on Xbox audio data from 2014 to 2015 before Cortana was implemented into the console in 2016. When it launched in November 2013, the Xbox One had the capability to be controlled via voice commands with the Kinect system. Straight away, some users and commenters were concerned with the idea of... of Connect listening to Xbox users awaiting for commands such as Xbox On. Microsoft said in a statement at the time, quote, Connect for Xbox 360 was designed and built with strong privacy protections in place, and the new Connect will f- continue this commitment, end quote. The former contractor said most of the voices they heard were children. Quote, the Xbox stuff was actually a welcome respite, honestly. It was frequently the same games, same DLCs, same types of commands, they added. Xbox, give me all the games for free. <laughs> Xbox, download the newest <laughs> Minecraft skin packs or whatever, uh, they added. The former contractor was paid $10 an hour for their work, according to an employment document shared with Motherboard. Occasionally, I heard Xbox tell Solus to heal or something similar, (laughs) which would be a command for Dragon Age Inquisition, the former contractor said, referring to hearing audio of in-game commands. And that listening continued as the Xbox moved from using Kinect for voice commands over to Cortana. A, A current contractor provided a document that describes how workers should... Uh, work with the different types of Cortana audio, including commands given to control an Xbox. In July, Microsoft removed Cortana from the Xbox, but the digital assistants can still be can still control an Xbox console via the Cortana, Android, and iOS apps. The purpose of contractors listening in and working with audio snippets was, as with other Microsoft services, to improve products themselves. Quote, as time went on, we got less apparently accidental stuff as the feature improved, the former contractor said. But it still had issues, with contractors hearing audio of Xbox users who had mistakenly triggered the device. Quote, most of the Xbox-related stuff I can recall doing was obviously unintentional activations with people telling Cortana no, as they were obviously in the middle of a game and doing normal game chat, the current contractor said. Apple, Google, and Facebook suspended their use of contractors after swelling media coverage around the widespread practice. Amazon said it will let users opt out. In response to Motherboard's reporting, Microsoft updated its privacy documents to more explicitly say that humans may listen to obtained recordings, but continues to have humans review captured audio. Uh, The company privacy policy now reads, quote, our processing of personal data for these purposes includes both automated and manual, parentheses, human methods of processing, end quote. Microsoft offers users a dedicated page where they can delete audio captured by their products. A Microsoft spokesperson told Motherboard in an email that the company recently stopped listening to Xbox audio to improve Microsoft products. Quote, we stopped reviewing any voice content taken through Xbox for product improvement purposes a number of months ago as we no longer felt it necessary and we have no plans to restart those reviews. 
We occasionally review a low volume of voice recordings sent from one Xbox user to another when there are reports that a recording violated our terms of service and we need to investigate. This is done to keep the Xbox community safe and is clearly stated in our Xbox terms of service. We've long been clear that we collect voice data to improve voice-enabled services and that this data is sometimes reviewed by vendors, a Microsoft spokesperson said in an additional statement. Parentheses, Microsoft did not explicitly say humans may review audio recordings from its products in its privacy policy until after Motherboard's earlier reporting on Skype and Cortana. Big Brother's always watching, Greg. Well, no shit they are. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 you, you sent this one over, and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then you read it, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I've always assumed that, like, you have somebody. They say they're going to be looking at it, right? The, is yeah. it working? Is it not working? How's it going? I'm surprised that more people are like, oh. Grab, grab your pearls about this. Oh, my God. Some contractor, some minimum wage person was listening to me go, no, Xbox, no, stop, <laughs> stop, no. Like, of course somebody was hearing that all the time with a crappy-ass Connect voice commands we all had in the beginning of the Xbox One days. I remember when Xbox One launched, and I was all about the Xbox voice command features with Connect. I thought that they were really smart, and they worked really well, like, the vast majority of the time. And then as time went on... I was like, you know, I don't think I like that this camera is just watching Staring me. At you. All you have to do is watch one too many conspiracy videos sure. on YouTube or wherever, and then you see, you know, these ideas that people can hack into your console yeah. and they can like see what's happening in your living room. Yeah. And I was just so I started to like face the cameras to the wall, yeah, yeah. but would just keep it on so I could still use the voice sure. commands, not knowing this whole time. It was still there. So getting, Xbox yeah. contractor just listening to me. Asks for Bing searches. God bless you if you were listening to anything I was saying on that fucking <laughs> Xbox. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's the thing about it is I think that from a headline, it sounds so nefarious when you get into it. But then, yeah, yeah when it's specifically about it, I remember, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Echo, Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa. I, we, Echo's the device. Alexa's the tech. When yeah. Lucy James moved in, she brought her Echo, right? And so she, hers was also called Alexa. So I'd be in the kitchen, say something to Alexa, and then hers would turn on. So we had to back down and call ours Echo now. So I said, nah, I mean, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it's the same thing. There was a great post on Reddit probably a year ago now, though, when it was all getting spun up and people were talking about this. Because obviously these are real concerns. We have all these devices and cameras and listening things around us. But it was the idea of somebody breaking down like... No, your Echo isn't always listening, right? And there's no possible way for it. And the, the, the amount of internal memory in it, it's, it's good enough that when you say, Alexa, Echo, whatever, and then it, st- then it starts listening, it starts recording there, so it gets what you say next. But it's not constantly out there. However, the amount of times Jen and I are having a conversation and it lights up blue and it's like, we didn't say anything that sounds like Echo. Like, what, what, what did you think you heard? Like, what hard vowel did you hear that you thought you had to turn on and do it? Yeah. It's a brave new world of how it is. But for me personally, fuck it, whatever. Look, look yeah, in, listen I'm on in. The f- I'm on the fence. I have an Alexa and an Echo. Yeah. Um, I have a separate speaker that has Alexa and we have a, an Echo device. And I've never turned them on or plugged them in. Um, the only reason we tested it once was when they launched that Pikachu activation where you could talk <laughs> to Pikachu <laughs> through Alexa. Yeah. And we made a video on it for what's good because, of course, we did. And since then, I haven't used them. And I even turn I turned Siri off on my phone. I mm-hmm. you know don't have the Google Assistant on. I just don't know because it's weird because Google knows literally everything else about me, sure. right? Like yeah. they have all of the data. Yeah. And so it's like, what am I really afraid of, honestly? Yeah, I know. That's Nothing. The, yeah, really? and I don't think so. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen it too with the um, the Nest cams, right? Or the, the the cameras a little different. Well, not. I'm going with. It. I saw somebody on Reddit getting shared around whatever a video where it was that somebody. 
a positive good hacker or whatever went into the thing and the guy recorded himself talking to a hacker on his i thought it was an s cam or whatever if that is a speaker but the basically the guy was like hey just so you know this isn't secure like i'm not a bad guy i was just doing this and i saw that i could get in here and i got in here and now i'm talking to you through it and it's like that's more my concern than any of the other stuff right right i'm not worried about xbox listening in and their cortana app that i don't use obviously but like if i if i was it had all this crap still attached or my playstation i right or siri i'm not worried about Apple being like, oh, what's going on with Portillo's poop bags? Like, I need to know. You know what I mean? But it is more the idea that somebody else hacks the phone and uses it as something they're able to turn on and listen in all the time. Absolutely. But guess what? We're all fucked. It's all fucked. It's all. The the privacy is a joke. It doesn't exist, Kevin. You know what I mean? It's all over. Kevin, you know tech better than anybody. It's done. It's like Private Eye. Remember that comic book? we, We gave it up. Exactly. We gave it up so that we could have all these cool, like, things, access to Amazon and, and, like, be able to. I now no longer turn off my TV with a remote. I just yell, you know, <laughs> okay, Google, oh, turn off Ultra, yeah. and it turns off. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? awesome. Personally, Let I think it's a fair trade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this is the argument I had with Finnegan la- uh, last time we hung out, where it yeah. was like, yeah, all these things are like listening and tracking all information, but they're also one of the reasons why we have kind of funny, you know, yeah. like social media and all that. Sure. It all builds into itself, and it's like, is that a fair trade? I mean, we all signed the waiver. You know? <laughs> Dude, I mean, we technically did. I agree with Kevin. Put a ship in me. Yeah. We probably I mean? didn't read the waiver, but we yeah, signed but that, it. That's yeah. our fault. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's our fault. We said we read the waiver. We lied to them. We We're sure the ones did, that are Kevin. fucking it up. You know? And is it is it like does it suck that it's like legalese and giant and mm-hmm. huge? Yeah, but like. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. We all knew what yeah, we were yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah whatever. Just yeah, some go. company on my soul. It's very possible. Of course. What is going on with these Instagram things yesterday or two days ago where people were putting up the paragraph of text of like, you didn't see this? No. Everybody was putting up this giant paragraph that was really ugly, like really bad with like, Instagram's terms of service change tomorrow and I, this is me saying that they can't use my likeness and yada yada. I'm like, yeah, just fucking do whatever you want, Instagram. Use all my fucking likenesses. I don't care. You want to go through my DMs, see me talk about video games? Have at it whatever i gave up though that's the thing i understand being upset i do get in this very specific instance that their policy did not say a human was listening to it but like i also didn't think the computer's checking the computer to make sure everything's cool that's i just think that it's silly and like when this tech first started when we got that first generation of uh you know uh verbal commands to like alexa or you know what was it the the xbox and the playstation they weren't great and no, they, they weren't. They needed stuff. to be optimized and for they sure. They needed to be optimized, and like the only way to do it, like until computing gets to the point where it can register and uh, figure out the differences. Let's is hope that never comes. Don't, no, no, don't take the humans out of the equation. Oh, dude, then we're it's, in Skynet. It's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and I, for one, you know, salute our. You welcome the new robot, the robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know better. No, you I'm with you, Kevin. I was thinking yeah. about this. I was driving back from the show earlier this week. And I don't know what we were talking about or something before I left. It's like, you know, I think I there's a world in which I see everything custom tailored to what you want. Imagine going into a restaurant to order dinner and instead of having to, like, explain to the waiter exactly what you want, all of your data has been aggregated about you. And, like, they just tell the waiter, these are the three things that Greg would like to order tonight. Mm. Ask him which one he would prefer. Mm, interesting. And then he's like, which of your three favorite things, sir, would you would you like tonight? And you'd be like, dang, how did you know what my favorite Dude, things are? Dude, that shit's are? already happening, though. Because, like, it'll be, I mean, as you know, and this, I like how this is just us being like, take all our fucking data. <laughs> we don't care. Uh, for me personally, it happens all the time with Uber, right? Where I take it, I don't have a car. And so, like, when Jen and I will go out to eat or go anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Based on the time of day, 
in my what I've used Uber for before. Usually when I open Uber, the top result is or the top one of the top three at mm. night for dinner is where I want to be. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh man, I haven't gone oh, there. There it is, Fiorella. Oh yeah, Square Pie guys. Like it knows like where I'm gonna go based on how long I have been since I've been there. Yeah. The fact that we're trying to leave at the same time we left before or whatever's happening on it. Yep. That's great. I'm oh good. Ill Grill Chill says uh, the Instagram terms of service thing that Greg mentioned was a giant hoax. Instagram flatly denied the host, w- uh, which has been circulated in similar forms on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook for the past several years. I assumed it was fake because it was so poorly done and that's why I didn't do it. My favorite was Tom Holland doing it and going, I don't know what this is, but this guy told me to do it. And then that guy responded, haha, this is fake. <laughs> what do you got, Kev? You, you were raising your hand to talk? Oh, no, my finger was hurting. No, oh, don't pick at it. I know, but I worry about you when you pick him. Me too. Um, obviously, of course, yes. Privacy, it's a big thing. It's a, I, I, I'm not worried about Cortana personally. I'm not worried about this. But it does get to be that slippery slope we've talked about before, where I'm glad people are holding them to it, actually calling them out on it. Like, wait, humans are doing this, but you didn't say humans were doing this. That is important. I'm, we're being very flippant about all of this. Mm-hmm. And when it inevitably goes bad one day, and we're going to be like, oh, man, we should have done it. I, I understand that, like, what's happening here. It's interesting, too. I didn't realize that, as uh, pointed out here by Motherboard, Apple, Google, and Facebook suspended their own use of contractors after swelling media coverage around the widespread practice. Um, good. Amazon says users can opt out, all that other stuff. I'm not opting out. Again, you want to hear me go, Amazon, reorder body wash. And then it goes, it's not there. I'm sending it. And you hear me go, ah, fuck you. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. <laughs> when it doesn't work, ah, you piece of shit. <laughs> I digress. Number two. GameStop has seen a stock bump. This is Fred Imbert over at CNBC. Uh, GameStop shares jumped after Barron's reported that investor Michael Burry, one of the main money managers depicted in Michael Lewis's book, The Big Short, uh, is long on the stock. Uh, GameStop has been decimated this year, losing about 70% of its value and wiping out around $9 million from the company's market cap. The stock jumped more than 18% on the report. But Burry told the Barron... But Burry told Barron's Tay Kim that GameStop still has upside potential as Sony's and Microsoft's upcoming consoles will likely have optical or physical optical drives. This will, quote, extend GameStop's life significantly, he said, adding that the rise of game streaming competitors is creating a perfect storm where things look terrible. However, it looks worse than it really is. Worth pointing out, as CNBC did. The letter also said that Burry's firm, Scion Asset Management, has a 3% stake in GameStop. So you can take over the grain of salt of what's going on there. But... As Greg Miller told you, stock master Greg Miller told you many a month ago, when we talked about stock was plummeting, nobody was buying them, I said, of course, I want to do it because I don't want to buy stock and things we cover. If I was on the outside, I might consider buying stock right here. And then people put it on the subreddit. Great thing Greg didn't because it was like weeks later and it had gone down even more. However, here we go. Maybe there is life left in this old hog. You know what I'm saying? Is that a, is that a, fra- is that a phrase? I've never heard that From phrase. From now on it is. Maybe there's life left in this old hog. <laughs> what is going on outside now? Just make sure your microphone's off, Kevin. I like to get the update from, from Kevin when someone's laying on their horn out there. What do you see, Kev? Nothing? Just just horns? Okay, he's, he's giving me the old nothing. No, no. Somebody's very upset. It happens all the time on our route. Um... It, Aggressive. <laughs> Kevin's getting out to actually check now, go out on the roof and look around. Because it's still going on right well, now. Because it's not consistent enough to be an alarm. And it's not it's like def- something, it's not an accident. They yeah, get an accident. Somebody's like, intentionally on being a jerk on their horn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just calling out, rubbing somebody's nose and that they were bad out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jerks. Um, Andrea. Yes, Greg. Do you buy it? Do you, is this a, do you think GameStop's back on the men? Do you think PlayStation 5 is going to save it? Um, it's hard to say. You know, I heard you and Gary's conversation yesterday um, talking about, you know, some additional information after, you know, the news broke during the show on yeah. Tuesday. Um, and I think that they can bounce back if they just 
really optimize and overhaul their business. And as you and Gary mentioned, that unfortunately means more cuts. Yeah. More cuts are going to have to happen in order for this company to stay alive. They just can't sustain this immense network of brick and mortar stores that they previously had. A big part of their business that was holding up those stores was the Spring Mobile mm, part of mm. GameStop Inc.'s portfolio. And yeah. they sold that off, I believe it was either earlier this year or last year. And so with that business part of it gone, it's getting even more and more difficult for them to justify the incredible expense of all of the lease agreements yeah. and everything that they have um, for these actual physical stores. I would like to see them you know, pare down some of the stores that are in major metropolitan areas that have access to other you know, forms of purchase points for people. Like here in the Bay Area, we have lots of choice for buying that type of product. But sure. in my hometown in Fargo, North Dakota, you know, mm-hmm. there there isn't really <laughs> a lot of choice. And yeah. so people rely on a GameStop to be able to go there and buy physical copies of things. Yeah. Particularly in an era where big box retailers like Best Buy are whittling down their media section more and more in favor of consumer appliances and electronics, which is the bulk of Best Buy's business now, right? Like they are the people you go to to buy a washing machine or a smart fridge. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily go there to buy a DVD, right? Sure, 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 sure. And so I don't want to see GameStop go away, not only because I have a history with that company and I know lots of people that still work with the company, but because I think they represent something for the gaming community that isn't readily available, even on the internet, right? Like there's still something great about having that tangible experience of going into a store, being able to browse through games, talk to other people about games, ask the employees about, you know, recommendations, things like that, you know, sift through the bins. And now all of the merch that they have, they have such cool merch options. And every time I go into a GameStop, it's always a different selection. And I think that there's, they have something there that they really should lean into. They just can't sustain these, you know, 4,000 plus retail locations. And again, since I think we started talking about the stock going down and how the writing looked to be on the wall that it was bad, bad, bad before it actually got bad, bad, bad. It was the question that I brought up of, I think PlayStation 5 and Xbox Scarlet could be the saving grace of it to give it a one more lease on life to get it there. But even now, as we talk about all this, it is that race of will they get there in time? That's mm-hmm. the big concern I have, right? Of like with GameSpot or stop talking about, you know, with the layoffs, it is the restructuring. We're going this way. You know, they've talked about trying to get leaner. Are they going to be able to make those cuts to keep the business rolling, to keep it to where it needs to be that you can actually make it to the PlayStation 5's launch? That's the big question because mm-hmm. I think it's tight. I think it's going to be really, really tight. And I think there's a lot more trouble coming and more layoffs coming as they try to get to that point. But even then, is it bankruptcy filing protection, which is what we saw with Toys R Us, and then Toys R Us fall away, and all this different like. But now it's coming back. It what if Toys R Us and GameStop join forces? <gasps> When, and just we're all under one umbrella. You can get your toys and your games. When two the- sinking companies come together, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's got something to say. Toys R Us already had like a gaming section that was like a little game spot. Right, but what if they didn't have to compete against each other, and instead, you know how you go into a Target and like CVS is like CVS inside Target. Because Target was like, yo, it doesn't really make sense for us to have our own pharmacy brand when there's this giant brand that we could just join forces with and have them be CVS inside Target. What if it was like GameStop inside Toys R Us? You're making a lot of sense. Right? Mm -hmm. So here's the prediction I want from you. And actually, not even me. The virtual boy wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games like so many of you can and do uh he talked a lot about this article he talked about uh going on here and blah, blah, all the stuff but he, well, here's what i want to give to you gary just yesterday was adamant that gamestop would go under within five years and i think many of us in the industry are inclined to agree 
Andrea, Renee, do you agree? I'm asking you to make your bet right now. No, no Olive Garden on the line. Don't worry. No. Just a friendly <laughs> thing. But do you think by the time we get to 2024, August 22nd, will GameStop still be around? Yes. Okay. In some way, shape, or form? Yes. Yeah. I think, as I mentioned, they're going to have to trim back 100%. the fat of their business. Every business has to go through it when they're struggling to bring in revenue. Um, but they still make a lot of money every year. Let's yeah. not forget that this company is still bringing in billions of dollars of revenue. And that means that they have a sustainable business model. They just need to cut their costs. It's the other thing, too, I think, that if you are, if they are serious about the restructuring, closing stores, bringing down overhead, you know, eliminating superfluous stuff that isn't part of the new mission, which you assume is sell games, right? Mm-hmm. If they can get that in line and get the house in order and bring those books uh, the way they want to look when they try to sell the company again, remember, they tried to sell it last year and couldn't because people didn't want to buy it because of, you assume, all the fat surrounding it. If you can get it trimmed down to be, all right, cool, we are GameStop again. We are selling games. This is what we are. We have a vision for what our stores are and why gamers need to come here. And they see any kind of positive influence on there. Then suddenly you do have a product you or a company you could sell again to a bigger company, you know, whether it's a Toys R Us or whether it's just some bunch of investors. And that's a different lease on life. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. I can see it going either way. Uh, just to be different, I'll say no. Since the, then we're on the same page for this bet that doesn't involve Olive Garden in 2024. Will Olive Garden be here in 2024? Nobody knows. Of course they will. All, They've been all, around since I've been alive, Greg. All Olive that Garden needs to happen. All that needs to happen. Somebody goes in there, orders spaghetti, one of the noodles, a worm. That's it. Now you're closed for good. That's definitely happened at an Olive Garden at some point, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Like I definitely know that. That's that's something that has happened for sure. Um, number three. Aloy is coming back to Monster Hunter, this time in Iceborne. This is Steve Watts at GameSpot. One of the first crossover events for Monster Hunter World was with the PlayStation 4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, with Monster Hunter World's Iceborne coming soon, Capcom is crossing over with Horizon again with PS4 exclusive content modeled after the Horizon DLC, The Frozen Wilds. A brief trailer shows off the crossover. It transitions from Aloy sulking in a snowy forest, which could be at home at either game, or to close-up shots of her armor and projectile weapon. The teaser didn't suggest exactly how you'll get your hands on the armor set, but if it's anything like last year's Horizon set, uh, you'll just need to complete a limited time quest. It's notable that unlike many of the game's traditional armor sets, the first Aloy armor could only be worn as a full set uh, that changed your appearance entirely. The same is likely the case here. That's cool. I really I remember getting that originally. I never ever wore it because my armor was so cool in Monster Hunter World, but I remember enjoying going after it. That oh, was like yeah. the heat of the moment when Austin Woods or Austin Creed was playing with us. We were all Kevin was playing, Jen was playing, we were having sleepovers, running around, having a good time playing it. Those were the days. I wore the Aloy outfit quite a bit in yeah. Monster Hunter. And well, that's easy because then you're just Yeah, the Palico outfit was really yeah. cute too. Yeah, that was true. I remember the yeah, that one being really good. Uh Game Jumper S- X writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Does this make you excited to play the DLC? What is your dream crossover character? Does this get are you coming back for Iceborne? Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, I've played it a couple of times now and definitely excited. I might not get to it at launch though because it's launching in a very busy window and yeah. it's already busy. Like my I'm already like backed up and yep. it's like not even September yet. Yep. So it might be something that I get to like later down the line, but I definitely want to ch- check it out. Everything I've seen looks really fun. Yeah, well, with Play 3 I liked a lot about it, but I do feel like I've just said goodbye to Monster Hunter World, which is sad, because I enjoyed it so much. I played yeah. so much of it. I what, 130 hours? I-, I say it every time, I hope, but just for clarity's sake, on the record, Kevin was right. 
It was that time where when we when we put down Monster Hunter World, I was like, we'll get back to it. And Kevin was like, we're never. It's a great game. We loved it. We've had a great time. We're never getting back to it. I was like, you're crazy, Kevin. And he was right. He knew. And so that's like looking at this, it's the exact same thing. Every time I turn on the PlayStation now, it's like, oh man, a lot of games here. A lot of great games here that I can't wait to play all of them. But it's mm-hmm. now that it's the, you know, I'm, I'm doing the shell game of passing my time around of like, all right, so if I do this tonight, I can knock this out. Can't play this till Jen gets here because it's a co-op game. Need to play. All right, what about this? Well, I don't, do I need to call Joey to play? It's crazy right now trying to schedule what to play. It's too much. Yeah. But I mean, again, for this type of a game too, it's the fact that Borderlands 3 is on the horizon. For me, when that gets here, like that's going to be the fall RPG games as a service whatever you want to call yeah. it but where I'm playing and leveling and doing stuff and like I want to be committed to that yeah and then Gears is out right when Borderlands comes out too and all the stuff coming out of Gamescom for Gears 5 yeah. has me super excited about Gears I don't you're a big Gears fan oh yeah I love Gears spent many 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 nights doing lots of horde mode yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I love that the campaigns are, are co-op and yep. uh, I love the story and this cast of characters and it's always been a franchise I've really enjoyed um, obviously like the last couple of gears haven't resonated with me as much obviously gears 3 is just like such an amazing game got you <laughs> but and I'm hoping I think a lot of the community is hoping that 5 is really going to kind of rally back around what you know some of the earlier gears games really touched on and the, all the cool stuff that they're doing like i downloaded the gears pop game this morning so yeah. i'll talk about it on games cast later I, I put it on the thing and I, I i put it on a new dates for today i was like oh that's cool and i was like is it free and i opened it up and it was free and i looked at it and i like looked at the little gameplay i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna play that <laughs> that's not that's not a great game no <laughs> but i'm playing it so no, i'm glad you are no I, i'm not like knocking it i'm just saying it. i got close yeah for a mobile game that you know i don't really i rarely play games on my phone i looked at it i was like mate no i'm not gonna do this I'm not, no you won't like that's it. not even a joke around about it um andrew yes i'm ex- of course excited about you playing gears me playing borderlands kevin playing tiddlywinks but those <laughs> games are still so far away if i needed more games that came today to the mom and grop shops where would i go you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday yeah out today destiny to cross save andrea renee how hyped are you i would be so much more hype if i didn't have three other games i have to play fair but are you, do you see yourself moving your character around and doing this and using it? I see myself potentially um, buying the games or the expansions on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going free to play October 1st. And so that's going to be great. But the season pass content and the uh, expansions are still going to be for purchase. And I have a lot of friends that play on Xbox One that I haven't been able to play with. So gotcha. I think that would be really fun. It's just about finding the time because I'm sure. so entrenched with the What's Good Guardians on PS4 now because sure, yeah, yeah. it's been so many years of playing on PlayStation yeah. that it's like my Xbox One friends like left me behind sure. a long time ago. And honestly, most of the fans that are not fans, the friends that I have that are playing are playing on PC now. And oh, I'm not, well, yeah, I'm not going, is... I'm not going to PC. No, thank you. I know, you. I thank know Fran likes to stump for it, but it's, it's not happening. And I mean, like, cause why would we trust anything Fran says? It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you looked at him? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, wizard of rhyme writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Hey, with Bungie implementing their cross save functionality in destiny today, it got me thinking as to why it's taken so long for this to happen. Is it due to their newfound independence from a publisher, the climate of the industry or both? Hopefully you can shed some light on this. Thanks. What do you know from not obviously off the record, but you're following Destiny closer than me. Have they talked about why it's now this is happening? I haven't seen any specific answers. I'm sure somebody at Gamescom asked this exact question and we just haven't seen the pull oh, sure. yeah, yeah. quote from it. Kindofunny.com slash wrong if you've seen exactly. Luke talk about it. Uh, it absolutely has to do with the fact that they're self-publishing now. Mm-hmm. 
they also had marketing agreements in place with PlayStation, Mm -hmm. which are clearly not in place anymore, hypothetically, uh, because of the announcement they did with Xbox this week. So I have to imagine whatever deal they did with PlayStation for Destiny is now over Lapsed, yeah, the and they can kind it. of they're a free agent and they can do what they want so i'm yeah. sure that has something to do with it as well and the time is right you know i think a lot of people want to see cross play happen with destiny as well as cross save but they're like for now we can do cross save because they already have this fantastic cloud save system with bungie.net yeah. and so i think it's them just pulling a couple lovers behind the scene for you to bring your save to another platform but the next step would be to implement cross play I think it's both. I mean, to the to the question, right? Is it the freedom or is it the climate of the industry or both? I think it's both. I think that for the longest time, people have wanted this and stumped for it. But I do think there was a, well, we're not there. Like, right, Xbox and Sony, they're head-to-head. They're brawling in the streets. And I feel as this generation's changed and we've seen Xbox become way more open to collaboration and that actually be a strength of theirs saying, well, it's Sony that's holding it back. I think once you got one of them on board, it was only a matter of time before you could tip the domino and get the other on board. That gets it moving to a point where, okay, this is possible. Then on the flip side of it, I think it, yeah, is a deal with, well, I understand that Bungie.net's always been a part of it, right? Bungie.net's always been a, a, a conversation, a thing on Destiny. I, I obviously used it when I, when I was redeeming stuff. But I still can't imagine that Activision's thrilled with Bungie pr- promoting that all the time because it is their name and not the Activision name. And they, I, we want you to think of it as Destiny more than we think of it as... But I feel like there's some ego brand confusion that would have been involved somewhere in there where they're like, all right, yeah, well, uh, number one, we don't necessarily want that. We have all these exclusives. It doesn't matter. I think, yeah, getting your freedom, getting your independence and being like, all right, what is the course we want to chart for ourselves? Mm-hmm. I think that goes to a long way to it, let alone where we're at the industry. Continuing. List about things that are right now. Black Desert, PS4. Uh, Oni Naki on PS4, Switch, PC. Life is Strange 2, Episode 4, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC. Doling's Invasion, PS4. Gears Pop on iOS, Android, and Windows 10. Uh, Persephone, Queen of the Underworld, claims her throne in the exciting new Smite update available on Xbox One. Then these are all Nintendo Switch games everybody strap in. Arcade Archives vs. Gradius, Duck Life Battle, Everdark Tower, Grandia HD Collection, Instant Sports, Invisigun Reloaded, Lines Infinite, Milk Made of the Milky Way, Mr. Blaster, Path of Sin Greed, Please Teach Me, Wondari Shogi, uh, Sega Ages, Puyo Puyo Puyo, I can never say that, Sega Ages, Space Harrier, and The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. New dates for you. Um, I'm going to read this in, in full. Any publisher, uh, Degarity, is pleased to announce it's bringing taught re- virtual reality experience Blindfold to PlayStation VR. Blindfold will be available to download from the PlayStation Store on uh, the 3rd and 4th of September, North American EU respectively, either as a standalone title or as a bundle with 1979 Revolution Black Friday. This game is a tie-in to that. I thought that was interesting. Uh, the Ninja Saviors is coming out in Europe on August 30th, North America October 15th, and Nintendo Switch, or I'm sorry, and those are both on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. And then Miss Tover comes to PlayStation 4 on October October 10th. Andrew, mm-hmm. it's time to check in with the readers. But Let's first, let me tell you our sponsor, about our sponsors. Number one, it's We Have Cool Friends. We have a We Have Cool Friends uh, interview show that's really cool and you should watch it. You can get it on YouTube.com slash funny. You can get it on podcast services around the globe. Each and every week, we bring in a cool friend to sit down and talk to them 
have a conversation with them about their life, their career, what's going on. Uh, it's a fascinating deep dive with all of our cool friends. We'd like you to be one of them. Come check it out. Uh, might I recommend the Brian Foster episode? Brian from Critical Role. Might I uh, recommend uh, Echo Chloe? She talks about it's the newest one over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny where she talks about her up and comer week here at um, kind of funny. I almost said IGN. It's very old. Um, I'm working on one. Well, first off, we have to record yours. You're you're getting a We Have Cool Friends episode before you leave. Sounds good. Then I'm working on one. I might either want you to host by yourself or co-host with me, but I'm I'm Ooh. I'm not there yet. Then I just checked my email. I don't have the confirmation. Okay. When I get the confirmation, then I'll, I'll say it. I'll tell you off the air. It's different. Okay. Uh, also, our other sponsor is Party Mode. Of course, you can go to YouTube.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames. Watch Party Mode. It is Andy Cortez's baby that he edits very well and puts in all sorts of jokes and takes multiplayer games and has a great time with them today of course it's borderlands 3 proving grounds it's brand new it's up it's free we would love it if you went and checked it out or double backed through the huge library of uh unloved episodes <laughs> there's so many great things but we know how many of you listen to us as a podcast we'd appreciate it if you went over there and watched that but i digress let us ew and you're wrong. The Diz says, as a 10-year veteran of Olive Garden, I can attest the worms often come in the salad, not the pasta. Ugh, gross. Yeah, oh, and nanobiologist does call, gets me uh, right here. Uh, Celeste and Inside are, the, are free August 29th on the Epic Game Store. Forgot about that. Nice. Uh, let's jump in, do some stuff. Where do I want to go? Let's go with Ignacio Rojas to start. Oh, that guy. That guy. What's good, Greg and Andrea? Gamescom has officially begun, and after Monday's announcements, I think we can expect a lot of game demos to be played this week, as is the case with most gaming events. Unfortunately, because of where I live, I often cannot try games before they are released unless a demo is released digitally. What are your opinions on game demos being exclusive to trade shows and conventions? Why is this so common? Do you think this is necessary, or could games be benefited by wider releases of their demos? Do you see this changing in the future? Anyways, as always, keep up the awesome work. And Andrea, I wish you the best in this new chapter of your career. Aww, you're not you. only the busiest lady in the business, but you're also the best lady in the business. You will be deeply missed. Parentheses, God, it still hurts. Crying emoji. He speaks for That's all of us. That's the nicest thing Nasia Rosa has ever said to me. Beneath his <laughs> angry shell is a very nice young man. Um, Andrea, what are you, where, where are we at with game demos? Why? Why? Remember back in the day. 360, everything had a demo, right? Mm -hmm. You jump down there, you can play any game you wanted. It was fantastic. It really depends on the developer and the publisher. We still, we still see game demos. Sure. But they, where's the Final Fantasy demo, huh? Well, yeah, I can go to these trade shows and play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I can't get it on my uh, PlayStation 4 at home. The problem with demos that far in advance, because that game's not coming for several more months, right? Mm -hmm. Is that if something changes with the game... Then this angry internet mob like attacks the devs on Twitter or in the forums and is like, I played the demo and this thing was in the demo and now I have the game and it's different. Brrr. Sure. That's, that's my true. interpretation of what happens when an you release a demo too early. Um, sure. I, so, think, I mean, I, I think it's interesting in this thing. I saw GameSpot run a story today, and I'm not knocking GameSpot, obviously, but there was a story out of Gamescom where uh, Casey Lynch, obviously former, uh, well, friend and a former IGNer, uh, is editorial at Crystal Dynamics, right? And so he was giving an interview and talking about, like, how, like the headline was like, how things the Avengers game is going to change from here on out, right? And it was more like it's going to be polished. Like it, the quote was, "It's going to be like it's going to be polished and worked on and stuff." And it was like because there's been so much hullabaloo about that original that screenshot from E3 where the Avengers were there, and I was like, "Oh my god, they look terrible, or whatever." Just don't look that great. And it's just like, how is this a news story that like, yeah, yeah, the game's going to be polished? Like when you, it's what you're saying, you get mm -hmm. I the reason Ignacio 
all the demos you're seeing or hearing people play about or, or play at uh, PAX or play in Gamescom right now. The reason those aren't all available is for a Gamescom demo, right? And granted, it's open to the public. Usually for the press, it's going to be a more discerning eye. It's going to be more, okay, we understand that this game's rough around the edges and there's chance. You can see what they're going for. Will it get fixed? Won't. Who knows? When you're talking about a PAX and you have fans going to play the thing, they wait two hours in line because they are so excited for that game. When they get in there, there's the excitement of getting to see the demo. Then, So I think there, they're already, first off, they're usually more of an educated consumer in terms of like, okay, we understand this will change. Right. But number two, they're more like to come out and evangelize what they saw and talk about their experiences and their excitement and what it was like, which goes a long way to building the mythos, but not putting it out there so that it can be put on blast. Right. Because if you, you I mean, if I go and I see, if I was to go see a DC Universe online demo, right, for whatever, the brand new content they're going to do for Kingdom Come or something. If I was to come out and tell you all about it, I'd be super stoked because I love DC Universe online. I love, I, I know what that game is. I'm, you know, I'm the target market. However, you just put that online. So many people are like, oh my God, the combat sucks. This sucks. This like, it's what you're saying of there'd be so many looky loos that aren't invested in the world, aren't invested in the thing, aren't giving it a shot based on how it is an MMO, all these different pieces. Right, exactly. And balancing is a big part of the final hurdle when a game is getting ready to go into certification. You talk about in-game economies or even some combat balancing, things like that. Those are a lot of those final tweaks that if they do like an alpha or a private test server or something and they get some feedback, you know, they'll want to go in and fix that. And so if you put a demo out wide and, and people think that that's representative of the final game, but then they go in and change some balancing. We saw this not that long ago with Wolfenstein Youngblood, right? Mm, mm. That game released with some microtransactions that weren't optimized or balanced the way that Bethesda and Machine Games wanted them. So they pulled them down and said, hey, this was actually not supposed to be in the original, in the in the launch build, yeah. you know, because we decided after seeing it that we didn't like the way that they felt. And so we took, took them out. But people got very upset sure. that those were in the game for even a couple of days before Bethesda was like, this was an accident accident like this these weren't intended to be this way right and so that's what happens when you release something you know before it's actually ready or even if you release something accidentally in that case specifically it was that was an error right like Bethesda said it was never supposed to be in the game in the first place but it's tough with demos so and people like Greg and I have seen literally thousands of demos at this point. And so when they invite us to go see something, they know, oh, they have a discerning eye. They will be able to read between the lines of like what is still in progress and what isn't and right. be able to communi- communicate that back to their And audiences. I think there's a big part too of going and getting a demo and having a person there that has, gives you a conversation, a producer, right? Absolutely. Today on a, a Gamescast, I'm going to talk about Blair Witch. I went and played that here in San Francisco a couple weeks ago and now the embargo's up because of Gamescom. And... That the way they demoed that game was not bizarre, but so, almost something I've never seen in my years. Right, where they gave an introduction, like all right, they're like, all right, you're gonna play through like five chapters, and I was like, oh my god, that's a lot. And then like, well, it's not, it's gonna, you'll see. And there was that thing where we jumped in, and it was like, oh okay, I played the opening, and then there was like a black, and then I came out, and I was like into 45 seconds of combat, then it was a black, and I was like, oh, you're giving me like. There's no vertical slice of this game because it's a weird horror game, right? So there's a million different parts. You're giving me the sampling platter of me jumping in and jumping from piece to piece. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm not at all trying to say because gamers are dumb, but for sure, if somebody put that out, somebody would do a let's play of it. If they just put that out blank on the internet, right? Somebody would do a let's play of it and be like, 
what the fuck? This game's got no story. Why is this? Blah, blah. And it's like, I see what you're doing and you explained it to me. And afterwards, we had a conversation about how you did it and why you did it that way. And it's like, I get that. That's lost when it's just thrown up on the PlayStation Store. And Correct. you grab the demo and go through and run through it. And so I think you can do more damage for your game than you can do positivity. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why, Ignacio, you should just keep listening to us. Whatever we say is the word. You believe it. <laughs> right, Kev? Thank you. Thumbs up, he says. Parker Petrov writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Hello, Greg and Andrea. Are we seeing the beginning of the content wars in the video game industry? Microsoft has been acquiring studios. Epic has been acquiring developers. We saw Sony get into the acquisition game with Insomniac. PlayStation has provided this generation that... Oh, okay. PlayStation has proven this generation that content is king. And we have more platforms now than ever before with Google and Epic entering the game. Only so many companies make triple A, double A games. Where do you see the industry going? Are we seeing the start of a massive land grab, so to speak, where Sony, Microsoft, Epic, Google, etc. will look to scoop up more and more companies to lock content down on their platforms? Thanks sincerely, Parker. I mean, the short answer is yes. These begun the content wars have. <laughs> yeah, the content wars have been going for Forever. for a while. <laughs> they just feel a little bit more pronounced right now because we're at the end of a generation going into a new generation. And there are just more video game developers now than at any point previously. And that's a good thing. It means there are more types of games, more voices in the game making community. I do love to see when devs get financial backing so that they have the stability to focus on the art and focus on the creation part of the game making business and not have to worry. You know, you were talking with Gary yesterday about your conversation with Nathan at the panel that you did yeah. up at the, in Canada. CME, yeah. And I think that's so important to remember. And we, we talk about it a lot on this show and, you know, I get dinged for being pro business, but I'm like, no, you have to remember these are people that are trying to make something sure. to bring to you. And like that requires funds just like, Kind of funny games daily doesn't just happen. It doesn't sure. just magically arrive on the internet or on your podcast. Cool app. does a lot of work to get it on the internet. <laughs> you know, like it costs it costs a lot of money. And yeah. so like part of running content creation, whether it be video games or digital media, is that you have to look at the business side of the business. And so if you can get somebody like Sony coming into an independent developer who's been super scrappy like Insomniac and who's done very well for themselves, probably like the poster child for how to run an independent games company. I, literally, they are so successful that when you list the best indies, you would never think to list Insomniac, right? Exactly. Yeah. But now with the comfort of being under the Worldwide Studios umbrella with Sony interactive they can maybe take a step back from always hustling for the next business deal exactly. and say let's focus on making the best games we've ever made exactly and that is exciting yeah 100 percent. and that's why I, I mean exclusives are a good thing i know they can be an annoying thing uh breaking that i missed uh here charles j says Supergiant just announced that their latest title hades will come to steam early access december 10th it's been uh on early access on the epic store since it was announced uh a huge super giant fan greg miller uh, actually installed Hades on my uh, this crappy computer and ran it on the Epic Game Store and it didn't run well and I had to do all these different things and you know how I feel about PC gaming. That's a game I can't wait to play one day on my PlayStation 4, um, I, on my Xbox, my Switch, any of my preferred gaming devices, right? But the fact that it currently it's a PC exclusive is like, it's a bummer, but it's also like, I get it. You're not I gonna totally go, get You're not going to go yell at somebody on the internet about well, it. I'll yell at Greg Kasavin for different reasons. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but like that's uh, the exclusive stuff's been happening forever. And yeah. it is this, it, it's more interesting, I guess, for Parker's question of like it being an IP grab right now, right? Or this exclusivity thing where I think 
it seems every week, if not every day, there is a new thing, a new game that's only coming to the Epic Game Store, right? Because Epic's being so aggressive on this and trying to make sure it happens. That is interesting. That is different. I think, you know, Spider-Man was at the time a really awesome move from PlayStation we didn't see coming of partnering up with Insomniac for an exclusive for Spider-Man. There's a bunch of stuff happening, but it doesn't strike me as this like new trend. It's definitely just the evolution of exclusives that we've seen for so long. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's been happening, I think, a long time. And I think it's going to continue to happen. And I think, yeah, with Stadia and Epic and all these new players getting involved in the field, you're going to see more of it. But again, it comes down to what does that really mean? And how does all that net out? And how does Stadia and xCloud and all that, what is that going to do? Because again, like for me personally, as somebody who just shit on PC gaming again, right? But again, just saying it's not my preference and I know PC's great and I have a great time, everybody. I'm not trying to be a character. Google Stadia is exciting to me, right? Of some of those games that I'm sure are PC only are going to be on the Google Stadia thing in some way that I can play. In a way, it'll give me the high-powered PC that I could run Hades at max settings and not be my uh, my Surface here that can't handle it the way it should be. Right. But I digress. We'll see everybody. Andrea? Yes, Greg. It's time to squat up. Okay. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Corey from Tech Geek Gamers needs help on the PlayStation 4. His PSN name is clean underscore mod. Hello, Greg and Andrea. Andrea, all the best in LA. Love you a lot. Keep killing it. I am ridiculously close to my 2019 title in Destiny 2. What is that? It's the uh, Triumphs. What there's is that? Like a, so, so there's a bunch of, essentially, for lack of a better word, there's like a bunch of little achievements you oh, can like get inside stuff? the I game. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm ridiculously close to my 2019 title in Destiny 2, but I need to do all three of the raids to get it. I am looking for a lovely Sherpa group to let me jump into their backpack and carry me to some sweet, sweet purple text under my name. I can follow instructions and am normally not a deterrent, Oh, detriment to the fire team. But my poor clan just can't get a group together to get them done. So, if we could grind those out in a night or two, I'm sure Zer would shower you with a thousand strange coins for the trouble. I play most evenings, starting around 9 p.m. Pacific, except Mondays, when we stream slash film our very tiny YouTube show, House Rules, where we play board games for the fun, for your fun and amusement. Twitch.tv slash techgeekgamers or YouTube.com slash techgeekgamers. Parentheses, never skip an opportunity to tell the world. I appreciate it, Corey. Good job. Uh, please help a lonely Destiny 2 Canadian boy get a limited time title that ultimately means nothing, but would mean the world to me. Love you all. If you want to help Corey get these raids in Destiny 2, hit him up on PlayStation 4. Clean underscore mod. Time to find out what we got wrong. Of course, you watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight. This is terrifying. The Arago says, the hacking conspiracy thing is real, which is scary, which we knew that part. But then he goes, this, hackers can hack pacemakers already and anything with a camera, which is why people cover their cover theirs with tape. You can hack a pacemaker, Kevin? Are pacemakers Wi-Fi now? What's going on with it? You can hack almost anything. Wasn't that a big problem with Dick Cheney? Were they really, really worried about that? I don't know. I, think that, I, think I remember Dick Cheney shot a guy in the face. Yeah. Shotgun. <laughs> remember that was a big deal. That was no. like a right, no, that was like a that was like a crazy story that happened with the, it, in the that presidency. Wasn't a big deal, though. That, that wasn't a big deal. It was a big deal. It was big enough that he. I mean, his friend it got shot. It was like it was a story. His friend went on live TV and apologized to him. I remember. And it was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. This makes it very weird. Yeah. What up, Barry? Also, remember in Arkham Origins when uh, you finally uh, get down to uh, capture Black Mask yeah. before you uh, fight the like Viper Poison Lady. Yeah. Uh, you hack his pacemaker. Right. We didn't do that. Yeah. Damn. 
Grandma Miller go. had a pacemaker. She's long dead now, but I oh, just, okay. it's, you know, I don't want to think people. They, they left that in already, right? What do they do with that? Kevin, they take the organs out of people when they bury them? What about the pacemaker? If I can, I hack my grandma's pacemaker through the ground. <laughs> can I go back? Does she got Wi-Fi? I, I I don't think the batteries are working anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the nanobiologist says GameStop's Q1 revenue is the lowest since 20, 2009. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, again, I think that's you know that's why you buy low, you sell high, Kevin. I don't need to tell you how to play the game. You play the ponies all the time. Uh, okay, uh, Majora. Uh, or majory, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Regarding the Destiny 2 cross save stuff, during the Shadow Keep vid doc, they said they've wanted to do this since before Destiny 2 launched, and a bunch was even built before then, but couldn't do it because of what they called capital R reasons. Uh, no official statements uh, or anything, but a lot of little jabs at Papa Activision uh, like that. There's just some context heart. Well, that's what I asked for, so I thank you very much for that. Uh, Zaire points out from Mario 64 the transistor is on Switch for $3.99. Uh, the US eShop and Bastion is two ninety nine on the US eShop. Uh, both those games are fantastic. You should pick those up. I might actually buy Transistor. I never finished it on PS4. Hmm. I might pick it up on Switch. I'm going to save that and you're wrong and not delete it so I remember to do that. Uh, good point from Jorge, not George. Uh, on game demos at trade shows, uh, a simple matter of dev logistics. A lot of times those demos are running on dev kits, kits or straight PCs and don't even have a way to be installed, let alone be published on an app store. Great yep. point. We did overlook that. You're right. That is 100% correct. Uh, more of this, more of that. This is going on. Nanobiologist, a new pacemaker hack puts malware directly on the device. This has been going on for about a decade. I'm terrified. I don't ever want a pacemaker now, Kevin. You know what I mean? I mean, you shouldn't want a pacemaker, period. Well, for, I mean, a, being cyborg sounds kind of cool. There's no, a great piece about implant devices uh, from last week tonight from a couple of months ago about how they there's like this loophole in the FDA approval process for these medical implants and how so many of them just like cause people to die all the time and there's like nothing you can really do about it. Man. Scary. Last week tonight, man, doing God's work. Shout out to last week tonight. That's John Oliver, right? All of, like, mm-hmm. I feel like most of the like 20 minute clips that he does in every show are yeah. on YouTube. Go and check them yeah, out. No, they yeah, no, he, they put up the feature segment on their YouTube channel every week. And then finally, you're wrong. It's just a deal of the day we missed. This is from Tagless. O2, he says, uh, or she says, or they say, Super Beat Zonix is 89 cents in the eShop. I don't know what that game is, but go get them if you want it. 89 cents. That's that's cheaper than a milkshake at McDonald's, right, Kevin? True. <laughs> Can you buy anything for 89 cents at McDonald's? I don't think so. Hash brown? What's a hash brown cost you? A dollar, maybe? Really? Yeah, I mean, I think the That's dollar menu is the dollar menu is like the cheapest. I mean, like, right? I think that like you could probably buy sauce for like sixty cents, but like they won't sell you sauce. They'll sauce? just give you the sauce. Some of them depends on where you're at. Ah. Uh. One nugget. One nug? They won't sell a single nugget. They won't sell a single nugget. Ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of funny games daily, but remember the shenanigans don't stop. If you are watching live, we're doing the games cast this afternoon, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Catch Tim, me, Fran, and Andrea talking about all sorts of games we're playing today. Uh, We've been playing. I have a big embargoed one that you won't get to hear about. We'll have to meet the stream or do it afterwards, but it'll be there eventually. Uh, If you don't want to pay to see it, remember it posts for free uh, Monday. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Podcast servers around the globe. Tomorrow, change of schedule. It's going to be me and Imran Khan. The unemployed Imran Khan, (laughs) formerly of Game Informer, coming through to host kind of funny games daily with me. Um, Andrea, where can people keep up with you? You can find me at Andrew Renee on Twitter. That is the easiest place to find everything that I am up to, including stuff for What's Good Games and things I'm doing with you at Kind of Funny and everybody else. So Perfect. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time.
It's been our pleasure to serve you.